Welcome to The Stack, a weekly podcast where we discuss the latest in the world of marketing, sales, and tech. I'm your host, Sean Henry, with... Tim Stabersky. And Ryan Sylvester. I'm laughing because Sean did a hand motion. I did. Wow. <laughs> Which you can't see. You cannot see. Because we, we decided to axe the video. We did video for... Three? Two? Weeks, and we really like it. Mm. And we got some praise for it. But Tim tripped over the camera, broke all of it, broke all the equipment. Well, the, the, the issue is that it is prone to, to error. So we had several instances where the audio came out fine on the, like, you know, the pod, the audio version, right? <laughs> but, the, but we sounded. But yeah, and like the video version where we had like a separate stream of audio going, for some reason I sounded slow motion in real time. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened. It was like yeah. a voice modulator yeah. or something or yeah, I don't know, <laughs> other me. weird buffering things and cameras cutting out. So mm. um, we'll experiment more with that in the future when technology advances. Or we have time to figure it out. Yeah. When technology stops failing us. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much headache for now. So we're sticking audio only. So sorry to disappoint. Um, but uh, how's your week going, guys? Uh, it's good. Yeah. Busy. Busy, busy. busy. Yeah. Right. Busy. Keyword, it is March. Keyword research mania here at Pepper. Uh, that's oh true. my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Did, it's you been see, wild. did you see the picture of me crying into my tiny hands? I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we uh, we do a lot of keyword research here at Pepperland, and uh, we just have an unusually high volume of it. So Sometimes um, it just all lands in one week. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. It is fun. It's actually, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do, which is weird. Really? Because I feel like I'm investigating. Like I'm, uh, I'm- Sherlock Holmes? I'm revealing, I'm finding secrets of these different personas, you know? It's an interesting way to learning look at learning what's keeping them up at night via their search behavior. It's it's pretty wild. It is interesting. Yeah. I could see Sean as a detective or one of those like amateur detectives who who investigates <laughs> the crime <laughs> from a like distance. Quickly quickly corrected himself to what? put He's amateur like, in front of Yeah, one of those amateurs yeah, really like, do a terrible job. Like the one job. who did that documentary about like how to make a murderer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Second career. Were they amateur? Really? I mean, they did a pretty good job making a murder. I assumed they were. I mean, I have no backing. I've never seen this. it, so I don't know. I'm just gonna go ahead and call them amateurs. Yeah, they spoke it inbound, I believe. Did they really? Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> we have to register for inbound. Prices go up today. <laughs> really? So if you were thinking of going to inbound and you're listening to this podcast, other than on the day it's published, which is March fifteenth, you are published today. Going to be paying hundreds of dollars more. Yeah. So buy really, does tickets. it go up that much? It does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Inbound, for those who don't know, is a wonderful marketing, sales, leadership conference. I thought it was, for the first, I, I went for the first time last year, I thought it was pretty life-changing. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know about life-changing, but when you walk into that, like, party yeah, area. Yeah, no, it's intense. Yeah, it's yeah, intense. It's, it's um, cool. It's intense. Especially with the, ba- they, they usually have some kind, some kind of low background music, which is really not music, just like a sound. Yeah. yeah. And it's very bass heavy. So you feel a change in your heartbeat. <laughs> when you leave inbound, your, you feel your heart actually change back so to the regular beat. My, here's my only wish. So like they do a fantastic job. Uh, in inbound, they have this big party. Uh, I think it's called inbound. It's not, uh, inbound rocks. That's what it is. Inbound rocks. Yeah. yeah it's sort of like the welcoming. And you can get two beers at a time. Two beers at a time. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that way you could avoid the line going back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is every September. Yeah. Great time. Um, and yeah, they go all out on this, but I went to a conference at Adobe hosts. Um, really? Where? Like a few years ago. Okay. Yeah. Like and uh, they had flamethrowers. What? Acrobats. And I was front row to watch the Black Keys. So uh, The Black Keys performed? Yeah. 
That's the lamest concert ever. What? What? You guys what? like the Black Keys? How, what is what is pop? What what is lame about them? <laughs> I will quote The Office. They're pop music for people that don't like pop, and they're rock for people that don't like rock. What? Yeah. Okay, so uh, this will come up on your quarterly tweet at, review. Tweet at Ryan. Um, <laughs> your complaints. I'm telling you, I would I would go on a limb and say the Black Keys are almost as hated as much as Nickelback. This is the that craziest thing no I've sense. ever heard. I've never heard that before. This is the ever. craziest thing I've ever heard. Okay, like if we were talking about Creed, that would be a different story. You don't even know who Creed is. Okay. Right. <laughs> Anyways. In fairness to Inbound, though, they may not have had the Black Keys or Nickelback. They didn't um, have A-Rod. They had A-Rod, and two years ago, they had Michelle Obama, which is pretty cool. I do wish that they had, like, a, a rock band. Like, the comedians yeah. are fun and all that, but I... I I don't like to laugh. I don't get to go to many concerts these days with the youngins back home. So <laughs> the youngins you yeah. back home. You can't just bring them. So I rely on my marketing conferences for my <laughs> yeah. musical entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, if you've never listened to the stack, we uh, we give you a rundown of all the latest developments of the week. That could be interesting content, blog posts, could be videos. Um, it could be uh, updates from the, the different apps, tools, software, suites that we use. Um, and uh, this week we've got quite a few small but meaningful announcements yeah um and i think tim you've got the, the I first do. i have the first one uh the article that i found was actually over on the chromium blog by the way google just has way too many blog like separate blogs i don't like it yeah i don't like it true that um but over on their chromium blog which also by the way the first time my mom discovered chromium on our home computer she thought that it was a virus fake google because to be honest, if you've never experienced it before, it kind of feels like a virus ripoff thing, Google. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the article. Um, what the article I found, it, it's titled Chrome Light Pages for a Faster, Leaner Loading Experience. Um, and it's essentially a pr uh, product update, um, which allows users of Chrome to now, uh, if they're using Android's... Um, data saver feature on their phone when they use Chrome, the Chrome browser, uh, it automatically sort of optimizes web pages to help you save data and to lead to a fat, you know, leads to faster loader uh, load time a little bit easier. Um, if you have poor connectivity, if you're out in the rural backwoods or whatnot, it's very reminiscent of like AMP pages, but kind of automatically generated. Yeah. 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 Now, not, oh, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, not mentioned in that update, but um, in a uh, new release to <coughs> Chrome developer tools, blah, 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 blah. I won't get into the specifics of it, but the, the short of it is you can, there seems to be a way now where you can have AMP pages on your own domain, which has always been yeah. a problem with AMP. So, yeah. somewhat related to this, but. Well, yeah. actually, I'll get that link and I'll put that in the, the notes as well cool. to go along with it. The, well, the, and the other thing that was, because if you might be freaking out as a publisher, yeah. um, the, the, there is an option at the top of the screen so that the user sees that they are viewing a light version of the page and they can choose to, ver to view the actual original full version if they so choose. And if Chrome um, recognizes that people regularly choose to view that full version of the page or of, of the site, they will, they will skew away from um, automatically prompting. 
the light version. So there, there's a paragraph in this article. I'm just reading through the rest of it. And it says, light pages are only triggered for extremely slow sites. So we encourage developers to measure how well their sites are currently performing over slower networks. And throughout the article, it kind of mentions you'll get, I could be wrong. I want to make sure that like you can be notified when your site is triggered. Yeah, there, I, I, I only skimmed this article, but there, there is a way to to get that data. Now, okay, so yeah. I don't know if you know the answer to this. Yep. Maybe it's not out yet, but like, so those notifications, they're going to be coming through Search Console? I, that'd be interesting. Um, because I feel I'm, like the answer is no. I'm, I'm, I'm but, curious about the effect in, like if, if Google has to do the extra stuff to trigger a, you know, a light form of the page. Yeah, that's going to be What's the impact? Up, yeah, like there's, so uh, page speed, of course, is a, a ranking factor. Right. And if you're so bad that you're- <laughs> That Google has to help you out. Yeah, you got some- yeah, just yeah, have some deeper issues but, to resolve. I mean, the, my big takeaway here, it, I think this is one of those things where it's good for the users. Yeah, probably scary for publishers. Um, but really, I think everybody starts need to, needs to take speed a little bit more seriously. Oh, for sure. Like everybody's in this little bubble because they're in their office on the same website that they go every single day. So, you know, it's- Half it's, the stuff is already preloaded. Exactly, yeah. So they, yeah. Most, most companies, I feel- have like this, um, like false hope. They they think their their website's lightning fast, while yeah. everybody else is seeing this really painful loading experience yeah. on their mobile phones. Um, you know, while they're out and about, and uh, yeah, I think somehow. Well, the the new um, if if you're not convinced that that the we talked about it, I think last week that uh, mobile speed test, the new rollout the update yeah. from Google, like shows you the impact in a dollar sense about, yeah. you know, your current speed and where you could, uh, where you could be if you improved it. So, yeah, we have these conversations all the time. Like the it, time. it's crazy. Even if you put a dollar sign to it, it's just not, I don't know. We got to figure out a better way to get mm -hmm. the, the message. And Sean Henry start the cult of page speed. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, the page speed guy. The, we're changing the name of the stack. <laughs> um, it's got it. We got to make it cool somehow. That's what it is. Speed. Yeah. Well, the, it's the, the the problem is like I, I don't want to go too far into this. I, I yeah. think the the problem is um, making the case that we need to go and clean up something that we just invested all this money yeah. to create. Yeah. Whereas the the better way, the better way to do it is to do it right the first time. Like build these sites from the ground up with performance and speed in mind, mm. so you don't then have to go waste this additional money to sure. to clean it all up. So that's the answer. <laughs> Yeah. This so is, burn your site down and well, start from scratch. Well, like it needs to be a key requirement on exactly. those RFPs that are going out to these different like design dev shops. Yeah. Um, but it never is. Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, okay, needs to be responsive and needs to do this, this, and this. And they're thinking like design and functionality. They're not thinking performance. So that's the gap. But we get the same problem with SEO stuff. Like a lot of really essential SEO considerations are never baked in. It's this, the stuff that used to be really important to think about is mm -hmm. now hard baked into most, pro most of these processes. Yeah. And now the stuff that is currently important to think about, people just don't know about yet. Yeah. I got an interesting blog post idea. <laughs> we'll talk after Tim. <laughs> this is kind Yay. of related. Uh, the article that I found was titled how to disable WordPress plugins from loading on specific pages and posts. Um, so as we all know, if, you, if you're on uh, the, the WordPress, uh, WordPress CMS, you probably have plugins scattered throughout your entire site, which are definitely slowing it down. Um, it, it's going to slow down your page performance. And many of these plugins are only valuable on, you know, a handful of pages. I know 
one of the websites had one of the websites we used to manage was and you know it had a lot of events on it and it had calendars and, and plugins for all that stuff but it was likely triggering on all pages uh which is when the coders that is spread that far it's going to slow down um all the pages instead of just that one page hosting that plugin that you valuable that you value so much uh so the example they give in the article is um Consider a plugin that builds and displays custom forms on front pages like Contact Form 7. Typically, you would only need one form on a single page, but ideally you want to embed a form on any page using the plugin's shortcode. And for this reason, Contact Form 7 loads scripts and styles on every page of your website. So even though you might only be using a form on one or two pages, it's it's going throughout the entire website. Which yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's waste, right? Yeah, so this uh, this this article is pretty tactical in the way that they um, tell you how to go through and disable certain ones and, and understand which plugins are triggering on which pages. Uh, so it's definitely a good read if you're, you know, we're all worried about the page speed stuff. So if it, it's a good way to figure out where you can uh, sacrifice cutting away those extra plugins. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Good stuff, good yeah. stuff. Am I up next? You are up. All right, cool. So uh, this is actually something that was triggered by a tweet. And um, earlier in the week, let me me pull it up here and I'm going to read it. Where is it? I have have 20,000 tabs open. Yeah, it's it's a little too early to have that many tabs open, Sean. Yeah. All right, so this comes from uh, Google Search Liaison on Twitter, at Search Liaison. And they said, last week we released a broad core algorithm update as we do several times per year. Our guidance about such updates remains as we've covered before. Please see these tweets for more about that. And then the SEO community went blah, 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 <laughs> from, 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 because they feel like that's not enough guidance, which I get. Um, Am I, I'm correct in saying they're, they're calling this, uh, the, the SEO community is calling this Florida 2? Is that, like, that's the lamest name I've ever heard, if that is true. <laughs> um, I wonder if that's because of PubCon. Um, because PubCon is in Florida. I'm just totally guessing here because I didn't go to PubCon. Uh, that is March 6th through 7th, 2019. So that was last week. I don't know. Maybe my my theory is wrong. But uh, yeah, I don't know why they they chose to call it that. Lame. Yeah, um, I'm going to call it the, uh, the Sean update. I hope it catches on. <laughs> just... Put- just putting it out there. If it, if it causes a lot of trouble, you still want it to be called the Sean update. <laughs> Hashtag name it Sean. Oh, I'm going to use that. We Any, start anytime that. my friends have baby announcements. Yeah. Name it Sean. <laughs> so I'm going to go through some of their uh, previous guidance on this. Um, actually, there's some follow-up uh, to this tweet. So is it as with any update, some sites may know drops main note drops or gains. There's nothing wrong with pages that may now perform less well. That's not true. It's nothing wrong in maybe Google's eyes, but there's obviously something wrong in terms you know, of, yeah, that's not good. Um, instead, it's that changes to our systems are benefiting pages that were previously under rewarded. There's no fix for pages that may perform less well, other than to remain focused on building great content over time. It may be that your content may be, Oh, Maybe that your content may rise relative to other pages. So yeah, I I could see why that would annoy some people. But um, the, their their main message here, which has been pretty consistent, is that these updates are basically designed to reward pages that follow guidelines, create amazing, great content. 
um, and to suppress those that don't. And, uh, you know, it's sort of like a little bit of pruning every uh, few months or so. So they, they do this thing all the time. It's not like some new major criteria that's been introduced. Yeah. And um, like a lot of people, I think, get too wrapped up on these things and say, oh, you know, this is a sign that now they're, um, I don't know. I, I Rewarding pages with uh, bunny rabbits. I saw there was some chatter. The bunny up, rabbit update. Yeah. There was some chatter somewhere about um, some people think that it's penalizing sites with overly optimized anchor text. What? It's a very broad assumption to draw in two days of yeah. having an update. I don't know. So what I'm really waiting on is them to do a major update that penalizes all of these um, portal sites that uh, sort of dominate, like definitely in the education space. Um, you know, like I'm not going to name names here, but uh, if you search for any like degree um, or type of university or a specific university name, you're going to see like five to 10 different websites uh, that are basically like review sites, but they're basically yeah. just scraping content from the university's content and then leveraging their presence in search results to get them to, to basically pay up. And uh, I think it's really bad for searchers. And they do not follow Google's guidelines to get those rankings. They build these elaborate link schemes. Hear that, Google? Yeah. I will say, like, I, it is primarily the education space. Maybe no, the, a little there's, bit there's, like, there's, like there's soft, several. software review. Yeah, but those too. those sites are... They're actually helpful. Yeah, they're actually helpful. <laughs> they, they, they do things in a legit way. Um, I'm sure this is true in other spaces as well. We just, we just do a lot of work yeah. in education, so we're aware of it. But there's a lot of shady websites out there. And um, yeah, I think like they're taking advantage of, of people and Google needs to crack down on them. So we'll call that one the Sean update when it comes. The Sean update. <laughs> yeah. Multiple Sean updates. Um, but yeah, there's, there's more to come here. We don't really know. Maybe there are certain types of sites or uh, certain things that um, are, are going to see a dip. Um, I'm hopeful that a lot of the sites that we manage will actually see a boost because that tends to be what happens when Google, you know, flushes out its, um, its uh, algorithm. Um, they realize how awesome we are. Those who are doing good work usually benefit. So yeah. these tend to be good things. So, all right. Is it time for... Didn't oh, no, I was just supposed to do the, <laughs> the sports center one, but yeah. that was a really lame. No, we really, two, I really, really want to come up with like song. a fun little jingle for app of the week. And we have to sing it. I think so. I think we should all. So Tim will take the high notes. I'll take the low notes. I'll be the medium notes. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Okay. So uh, app of the week. This is where we uh, highlight uh, a tool, an app, an extension, whatever it might be, or like a new product feature that we think is really, really cool. Uh, this one is um, the Data GIF Maker by Google News Lab. So this is something that was actually released back in 2017. Google announced an update to this tool uh, on actually last week on March 5th. And um, they, they open up their announcement with, beyond helping readers to compare and contrast numbers, data visualizations can be great, can be key to great storytelling, which we agree with. Uh, while telling great stories with data might sound complicated, useful tool, useful, I can't read today, guys. I'm sorry. I can't either. I useful can't either. data visualizations don't have to be complex. In 2017, we launched the Data Gift Maker tool. That makes it easy for people to make simple visualizations that compare two terms. Using the tool, people around the world made GIFs around everything from comparing two famous fonts to two favorite dishes. And it's kind of fun. They've got like some examples there and it, it you know, kind of slides back and forth so you can see how things have changed. Um, but, you know, it's a pretty one use case 
type thing. So they uh, they went ahead and they they've added some things. So um, they've added to the classic template to add an item of comparison, taking the number of up to three terms or issues. So instead of just two terms, there you go, up to three. Looks pretty cool. They've added a new racetrack visualization, which is great for showing different terms speed along a race course layout. And they added circles. The higher the number, the bigger the circle. This template works best when there is a contrast between the numbers. They are too similar. Then the values would be hard to see. So we've got the link in the show notes. Super easy to work uh, use. I, I th you know, th this is coming from their, I don't know what they call them, Google News. Yeah, Google News Initiative. Yeah. So they're doing this sort of with uh, journalists in mind, but content marketers could obviously benefit from this. Um, you know, blog posts, articles that are data rich uh, and they tend to tell a story with the data. Uh, tend to do really well these days. They acquire a lot of links. They get shared pretty widely. And it just kind of makes your content look really cool. And there's a number of tools out there that help you do this. This is just another one to, to add to your list. Uh, it's super easy. Number one, you select a template. Find the one that makes the most sense for the story that you're trying to tell, the data you're trying to visualize. You select your value type. You enter your data points. You add your text. You pick your colors. You name it and you save it. And then off you go. I just did a quick one. It's yeah. pretty cool. What yeah. did you compare? Or what did you do? You, Tim, and I. Oh, really? Yeah. And like it was level of cool, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. That's good. I won. Yep. See, I I will say I was actually just doing one, uh, comparing Ryan and Sean. <laughs> and what is that? What, what percentage is it? Uh, Sean is ninety five percent of what? What? Of it. <laughs> we'll, we'll and Ryan is five percent. <laughs> we'll Ooh, I know. Which is the better breakfast meat? Sausage. No, bacon. Bacon. Guys are just stupid. All right. Well, you see it visualized in the show notes. So, <laughs> so um, look out for that. Lightning round? Well, yeah, this is, well, I'm going to give one more update here. That's app-ish. Okay. Uh, although it is arguably also lightning round. Um, so the app-ish portion, uh, app of the week, uh, this is an update from Wistia on their Soapbox product. Uh, they noticed um, that people were uh, basically creating custom graphics um, where they were like overlaying text and images and stuff and uploading it to their soapbox tool, which is this really neat um, way for you to create pretty professional looking videos on the fly to do like screen share type tutorials. Um, we've talked about that before on previous updates. Uh, and there's an ability to add that custom thumbnail. And they saw how people were using that. And uh, a common thing that people wanted to do was to create an animated GIF. So you get an email with a video and you see somebody like waving their hand or, you know, doing something goofy, you're going to be more likely to want to click on that video. As human beings, we are drawn to movement. Yeah, there you go. Um, Especially in our peripherals. Right. So, you know, <laughs> they're also taking, um, you know, something that people learned on YouTube. If you add a custom thumbnail to YouTube that has like a custom graphic or text that sort of speaks to what you're going to see in that video tends to perform a little bit better. So you can now do both in Soapbox, or you will be able to really soon. Uh, and it looks like a really cool feature. Um, we'll, again, put that announcement in the, the show notes. And that also leads us to the lightning round. Uh, and I'll lead off with this. So the way I found out about this is Wistia did a, uh, a Facebook Live stream of their internal meeting. I think they call it Show and Tell. I don't know if I'm wrong about that. It doesn't matter. They, this is like a meeting where they have, um, they, they talk about all the cool things they've been working on. They share with their um, their colleagues uh, at the company. So they're keeping everybody in the loop. And it's a really cool format. I think it's awesome that they decided to be this transparent and just 
put all that out there, uh, stream it live on Facebook, and uh, I want to see more of it. It's and like a big version of our stand-up. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. it. Yeah, and it is called Show and Wistia Show and Tell. Oh, there we go. Yeah, and they 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 covered a lot of really cool things, and not all of it is product updates. Some of it is sort of like internal stuff, and it's just cool to see, you know, that stuff as well. So, what else we got in the lining around? Uh, hot jar ads, combine filtering, negative filters, and save segments to the sessions recording tool. That's super helpful. Yeah, yeah. really, I've wanted them to add that for a long time. So that's great. Uh, Wistia also adds publish uh, ability to publish videos directly. To LinkedIn accounts. Cool. Cool. Facebook. They already have, sorry, they already have uh, social, Facebook and uh, yeah. Yeah. Twitter. But I think Twitter. because of uh, LinkedIn's big initiative for the video oh, yeah, stuff, no, that it's probably, that's probably why. Yeah. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp are still down for some users around the world. I saw they had some big departures. Yeah, just last night, the C something O. Two, two, yeah, two high-profile people have been there for a long time left. And I'm sure there's plenty of gossip around that. Yeah. I'll find it. Go uh, to the next <laughs> But yeah, that was, people were annoyed with the outages. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, and it was, it was like components <clears throat> of yeah. tools, like messaging. Messaging was the big one. So maybe it has something to do with like them trying to integrate the messaging. I think there was an issue with their, yeah, there's some with their API as well. So I think it was kind of tapped into that, mm. was disrupted. Interesting. Uh, Twitter reveals big change to conversations and a new camera. I saw I've, the camera stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. That's, I, I don't know. I guess the camera thing's cool. <laughs> I'm not excited about that. I'm, I'm excited more about the uh, the app updates. I think that looks really neat. Yeah. So, so um, it was uh, the product officer and who was in charge of WhatsApp and someone else. Hmm. Well, it's just interesting that they bundle that with their like realignment towards privacy. Yeah. So why is that like the moment you choose to leave? That's interesting. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Conspiracy. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah. The best piracies are conspiracies. Is there, is there such a thing as a piracy? Yeah. What's that? When you jump on the boats and you go rob the other piracy. boats. Yeah. Piracy. Who, does anybody actually say it that way, though? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's it, guys. We miss that anything? No, uh, I think no. we're good. Cool. Cool. So uh, check out everything we talked about in the show notes. You'll find that on the Pepperland blog. Um, you could follow that if you're, you know, if you're following this on SoundCloud or iTunes or we're on everything. Yeah, we're on everything. We're on so everything. You'll see a link to the show notes there. But yeah, otherwise, just go to PepperlandMarketing.com and you'll be able to find it that way. And uh, love it if you left us a review. It's really helpful to us. It's going to help us be successful with this and hopefully help other people discover the content. So if you've enjoyed what you listened to, please do give us that review. It goes a really long way. And uh, we'll be back next uh, next Friday with the next round updates. So we'll, we'll see you then. 